Let's talk shoes for a moment. If you didn't know, my closet is all about my shoe obsession. And I love a comfy shoe as much as I love to struggle to walk in a foreign stiletto. I wanted to get you hip to Tom's shoes, some of the most comfortable shoes I've ever purchased. Disclaimer, I'm an affiliate and super excited to introduce them to you. From slip-ons to sneakers, flats, heels, and wedges, they have you covered. And they're in business to improve lives. For every $3 that they make, they give away $1. Check out their fun new styles at the link in the show notes and get a spring in your step. Try some on. I bet you live in them. And let me know what color you select. You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Coltamadisi. Follow on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Sandra Coltamadisi the podcast and lifestyle Instagram at Sweet Bites with Sandra. And for upcoming course announcements, follow College of Style on Instagram as well. Want to enjoy more sweet rewards? Join Sandra's Facebook groups, Sweet Bites with Sandra, Content Creator Convention, WA Guest Blogging, and Twitter Spaces Female Entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Pipes with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, aside from my entertainment career, and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me on Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast. I'm so excited that you are here with me because this is episode 32 of the podcast. And I have a um, really special guest. Her name is Anisa Jones, and she is a broadcast producer for Fox. And I am so excited that she decided to join me on the podcast. And that interview is a little bit later. So let's hop to it right away as normal. <laughs> I want to talk about some of the things that I am really excited about to bring to you, which are number one, bringing my podcast to fireside. And that means that Sweet Bites of Sandra is going to not only have this podcast with interviews and fun stories from my dance days and really amazing industry guests and leaders in the field, but also really getting into something that I have started recently, which is cool hunting. And so cool hunting is really going after what is the new, what is the now, what is the next? And so I'm going to be starting to add a segment to the podcast called Cool Hunter. And it is actually part of what is going to be offered in my new College of Style membership program called the Insider Membership. Everybody who is a member of the Insider Membership will have access to a report called Cool Hunter that comes out every single month. And so I'm going to be starting to add Cool Hunter to the podcast. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, and I'm going to put it into the show notes, is there we've been talking a lot about social audio and how that can really endear you to your customers. One of the things that has been lacking in social audio is metrics. So for all of the creators out there who are having issues with following, um, you know, what's happening, what's hitting, what's missing, all of those things. Things, who's listening? How long are they listening for? So that you can actually have um, proof, you know, to show potential advertisers and sponsors and, you know, have that brand deal making thing going on for you, as well as creating content is 
you know, I found a link and I want to share it with you. And it is for um, finding the metrics for your programming on social audio on Clubhouse. So make sure to check out the show notes because that is in there for you. I have not tried it out myself, so I just want to put that disclaimer out there, but it is an an opening a door has opened <laughs> um, for all of the analytics that you're looking for in your social audio so that is one of the things that i wanted to bring to you as far as the cool hunt today um so have a really really good look at it and see if it's something that fits for you and let me know what you think tell me how it's going if you decide to try it out and um, send me a note at info at sandracoltimedisi.com now getting into the nitty gritty of business. Now, I wanted to make sure that I let people know that if you're in business for yourself, this is one of the things that I stress is number one, if you're gonna get legal advice, get it from a lawyer. I am not a lawyer, nor am I a doctor. I just have a doctorate, <laughs> doctorate degree. So I do not give out medical advice. I don't give out legal advice, but I do give my opinion on certain things, which are business, tips as far as what can grow your business that I have found helpful to me. And then also strategy and really putting in the work to make a strategy and adjust it when you find things that work and do not. And so I always love giving it helpful information about that. But the other part of it is if you're giving advice, if you are somebody who is in the realm of giving advice to different people on what they should do and what they should not do or what what tips or tricks or hacks or whatever it is that you have going for your business, you probably want to look into E&O insurance, and that is errors and omissions. And the one person who actually mentioned it on this show earlier was Kelty Knight. She said that was one of the things that she hadn't even thought about. And so I wanted to bring it to your attention. Again, if you're a business owner, if you have an idea for a business, haven't even started it, if you're thinking about giving advice to people for your business, make sure you look into that for yourself to see if you need it or not, because you may not need it, but it's always good to know it, what you don't know, right? <laughs> So that's my one piece of advice for you today is just to look into that. The other thing that I actually um, hadn't even thought about is, you know, I'm a woman owned business and it's so weird that I hadn't even thought about it that way, but I am a woman owned business and I am also a minority owned business. And if you are one of those two things in your business, then you should be also registering your business as that as well so that if you want to get into securing government contracts or particular grants that are offered to minority owned businesses or women owned businesses make sure that you do your google search to find out exactly the steps that you need to take and all of the offerings that there are out there as far as business loans or business grants or government contracts all of those things so that you can take advantage of those opportunities because they are out there for you i'm going to put in the show notes how you can link up with like the small business administration and all of those things so that you can start that process today so let's take a call from one of our listeners I had a question come in from a listener and that question was about strategy. And because I have just gotten on TikTok and they wanted to know about growth strategy and algorithms. And my best advice for you, if you are looking at trying to grow your social following, whether it's on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or all of the other 
plethora of platforms. You need to have a solid strategy. You need to have content to build upon on those social platforms, but you cannot chase the algorithm. This is my one piece of advice to you because the algorithm will always change because there will be new and different things that different social platforms are introducing, whether it's Instagram adding reels or Facebook adding groups and, you know, and Facebook live or um, LinkedIn adding stories or the creator mode, everything will change because new features will continuously be added to social profiles. What you can always do is show up consistently be your authentic self and create content that is shareable because you want people to not only learn from whatever it is that you're doing, be entertained or be inspired, but you also want them to share it. You want them to engage with it and you want them to like it, right? So all of that engagement is really, really good, but you have to be consistent about it. You have to be authentic with it and you have to make sure that the content that you're creating is shareable content because you don't want it to just live with that one person person who sees it, you want them to be like, hey, my friend, my buddy, you need to look at this. You need to see it. You need to want to um, engage with it as well. And that's where you will be in a sweet spot. No matter what changes with the algorithm, no matter what new features are added, if you show up, you're consistent, you're authentic, and you're creating shareable content, that is always, in my opinion, a winning combination. If you have a question that you would like answered on Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast, feel free to call 401-216-5059, leave a voicemail, and you too could be featured on the podcast. Thank you for joining me on Sweet Bites with Sandra. I am joined by my... I have just met her, but she seems so lovely. Her name is Anissa Jones, and she is a broadcast producer for Fox Sports. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. Well, so I am excited to have you here too, because there's so many, so many people who want to get into, um, you know, the broadcasting profession, whether it's as a journalist or in, you know, production. So how did you get into, you know, the, the shows that you're working on now? Did you kind of like get your feet wet and then come back to it? Or were you just kind of always gung ho? Like I want to be in TV. No, actually, funny enough, I went to school, um, college thinking that I was going to be a plastic surgeon. So <laughs> major switch in college, okay. as many people do. Um, but I kind of just decided that that wasn't the path that I wanted after all. And I was just trying to decide, you know, what could keep me interested day to day? And what could I see myself doing long term? That's not just a job tomorrow, but that I could build into a career. So I just kind of brainstormed and I was like, you know what, TV, entertainment, I've always kind of grown up performing and like in the performance space. And I think that I want to continue that, but in a different way. And sports was always interesting to me because I grew up with three older brothers, but um, I didn't initially go to sports. I kind of went into the television realm first and I basically just applied to a bunch of um, internships while I was in college and I would drive I was going to school in Riverside California so I would drive from Riverside to LA like twice a week to do an internship because I was like I know that kind of getting your foot in the door is really the key with production so I really wanted to get experience because every application that you'll find it'll say like 
five plus years of experience. And you're like, I'm in college. How could I have five years of experience? Exactly. Oh my goodness. So, I, I, I know your pain. I know yes, <laughs> I, yes. the struggle is real. <laughs> so I knew that I needed to start basically. Like that's kind of the biggest thing. It's just start. Like it may not be the perfect job. It may not be the perfect internship opportunity, but the best thing to do is get out there and get some experience. And while you're doing that, um, really work on building your relationships with those people, because that's how I ended up getting my job at Fox Sports. I was working um, two different internships, and one of the people who had worked there went on to work at Fox Sports. I was like, that's amazing. This is so interesting. Like, you know, if there's ever an opportunity, here's my resume. I'm not pushing, but just if something comes up and you think I would fit, please put my name in. And then I didn't hear anything. And then Six months later, I get a call and it's like, hi, we have this opening in our marketing department. And I was terrified. I was like, I know nothing about marketing. Like, <laughs> I, I just know that like, I want to work in this industry. I'm dying to have a full-time job. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so I went and it sounded like really something super interesting to me. And um, so I applied and interviewed and ended up getting the job. Um, we speed this up a little bit. Um, I worked there for about a year and a half and decided that that wasn't the perfect department for me. So I was this the marketing department or yes, the marketing. So basically they would, um, produce all of the commercials and everything that you see for Fox sports. So Mm -hmm. all of just the marketing packages and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but I decided I didn't like that field as much and I kind of wanted to do the live production where the game action is and the stories are being told and more of that line of work so once again I just took a leap with somebody that I had met and had found a commonality in that we were both from San Diego and I was like hey you know I would love to work in production if that's a possibility here's my resume here's what I've done Um, and then the same thing I kind of transitioned over and that's where I've been this time this nice time. yeah so uh, what is the I know that if you're in live production what's the the one thing that like every single time you get up you're like okay I get up in the morning I'm going to my live show what are you most worried about <laughs> you know what I mean because live <laughs> tv is like ah yes. like there's some, yes. something is and is always going to go wrong like it's just right it, you know, somebody's, you know, dropping the F-bomb or, you know, you just never know, (laughs) you know, as far as like what will happen. So what is something that you're always kind of like, okay, we got to take care of this today because you know, it's just going to happen. Yeah. For me, I think it's always making sure that I'm the most prepared that I can be because you can't be prepared for every possible thing that could happen. That's just, it's never going to happen. So I think the best thing is to make sure that during the week before the show, you're getting everything that you can in order and getting as much information as you can so that you can be kind of that plethora of knowledge if something comes up or if somebody needs to know something, you kind of have a a really good idea and you can be helpful in that situation. You don't have to perfectly solve it or know exactly what to do in the moment, but as long as you can bring something to the table in that moment, I think that's the best way to go about it. So I would just say, always try to prepare yourself as best you can, Mm -hmm. because that's going to put you in the best position to handle any situation. 
Well, so it's, it is kind of like a plastic surgeon, right? (laughs) (laughs) So you're, you're like, yeah, I'm ready for anything. I've got all my utensils or not utensils. What do they call that? Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, so when you are looking ahead and, you know, obviously you're at a great place, you know, you work with some amazing people. What's something that you would want to do that's on your bucket list? I would love to produce really great features. I would say that like, um, like just one-on-one features with athletes. I haven't had the chance to do that yet at work. Mm -hmm. I've had some really cool experiences as far as like traveling and I've gotten to go to two Super Bowls and two World Cups. So that's amazing and travel the country. But um, I really love the in-person interaction and the stories behind all of the players. And so that's something that's really dear to my heart. And I would love to, you know, get to that point in my career where I'm the person going out and handling everything for these one-on-one features. Yeah. Well, if you could, you know, for somebody just starting out, who's trying to get in the game, as far as the internship side, what's maybe one or two tips as far as when you were applying, you said you sent out a bazillion resumes where should they be going to find those internships? Is it at the school that they're going to, or is it kind of like, let me just go directly to that one company, or is there, you know, an outlet that you went to, to find kind of a, you know, a list of of places to apply to? Yeah. So actually, um, I think it's changed a little bit now, but when I was doing it, a really good resource was like LinkedIn or um, we used to use indeed.com and they used to have, yeah, they used to have a lot of like internships posted. Um, And that was kind of the thing that I was saying is like, it doesn't always have to be a big company. You definitely want to make sure it's legitimate, obviously, but um, it doesn't need to be a big company for you to start. You really just want to get that first ounce of experience. So I did a lot of looking on LinkedIn and indeed and just applied that way and, um, you know, had a couple interview calls and just, you know, same kind of tip is always try to be as prepared as you can um, to speak to someone. Everything that you can be a contributing factor to their business is super important. Yeah. Well, so I know that you have had some travel experiences that you just mentioned, Super Bowls. I mean, how fabulous is that? So (laughs) what is one maybe good, you know, story takeaway moment that you will always have with you from one of those events um, that was either inspiring or or funny. I always ask this question or even terrifying, um, <laughs> you know, from one of those travel experiences. Super Bowls are very much an experience in themselves. Um, just the energy and the way that the city responds to a Super Bowl is kind of amazing. And it's kind of a one a year thing, but you know, so many people don't get to experience the actual um, being there and feeling that. And so um, I would say that's honestly the coolest thing about these Super Bowls, because a lot of times you're in the madness and you're not really getting to see everything. So having that energy around you is just helpful and kind of getting you through your week because you're like, Mm -hmm. I understand what an amazing and epic experience this is for everyone else and how crazy it's going to be on Sunday. And like, I'm just here soaking it all in, you know, Mm -hmm. and those are kind of the moments that um, I can grab and walk away with, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And just hold dear, I feel like for the rest of my time. 
I mean, there's so many times I look at the the magnitude of what is a Super Bowl and what goes into yeah. the planning. I mean, obviously it has, you know, it starts planning many, many moons, you know, before it actually happens. But there are so many just intricate parts of like, how is, is this going to be pulled off so that it looks like it's effortless? And I feel like that's probably something that you do in your job where you're in this live environment. What is, do you have any hand signals? <laughs> like that's how I'm thinking is like, do you have hand signals with like the people that, that you've got? Because um, when I went to University of Oregon, I feel like they had these boards that it was, you know, like hand put up that, you know, to tell the team on the field, you know, what to yeah. do next. Do you have any of that in your live TV? Um, not as much. So I work in a control room, like a bunch of screens in front of us. And then I help on Sundays fonting the show. So I'll put up all the live graphics and things like that. And then in the week prior, we put together all the pieces for the show. So the tape that you would see as the show airs. Um, we don't really have any hand signals, but it is super key to really be alert in the control room because our producer sits in the center and he's in the main chair, you know, and um, he kind of just shouts things. Like (laughs) he might not always say your name, but you need to know that that comment was for you. So I would say like the biggest thing on our jobs on Sunday is just like being super alert and like never letting yourself get in a moment of like, Oh, let me think about so-and-so it's like no you gotta be on all day today so is your phone on you turn it yeah. off silent. oh it is no okay. I definitely keep my phone on just in case someone texts me or has an emergency but we definitely don't keep it on ring just for sound effects obviously um but yeah you have to kind of keep every channel of communication open just in case someone wants to get something to you at the last second well, so that has to be nerve wracking, but also super like, um, like the, the, the juice, you oh, know, yeah. energy, like the vibe of, of what's going on is like, you know, that going on in a control room. So, you know, were you used to that when you first came in or how did you adapt to that kind of environment? Um, I definitely was not used to it. <laughs> I don't know if anyone could be if before getting into this. Um, but I, you kind of just have to jump in like at Fox at least that's the way that they do it you know you can't you can you can shadow and that's fine but it's never the same as doing it yourself or being the actual person to do it Mm -hmm. um so it was very much a shock to the system when I first joined and was became a part of this team um the culture is so different than anything you've ever experienced and I think even just the talent of being able to listen to like seven people at the same time Mm -hmm. takes a minute to get down because, you know, you're so used to like, if you hear 10 voices, you have to drown some of them out. But in live production, it's so important to try and hear at least the main points of what everyone is talking about and saying. Mm -hmm. So it was big transition shock to the system for sure but you kind of just have to go in each week and like take a deep breath okay we're gonna get through today it will be over we will make it through we're gonna have a successful show let's do this together and that's kind of one of the best parts is that you know that you're all in it together and that is super helpful because it's like okay this isn't all on me we're a team we've got this yeah we'll be good they're like all of the success yay if we go down in flames we're going down together (laughs) exactly exactly 
Yeah. Nice. Take a listen to the rest of the episode on Sweet Bites with Sandra and then head on over to Extra Bite on the blog and we will check you later. Have you been to my shop lately? I have been in the lab and creating new items just for you. Take a look at the decor, the brand new eye collection, and spanking new done for you templates for social media. Yes, <laughs> I told you I am giving you my A game in 2021. Check it out and buy yourself a little something to reward yourself for making a commitment to yourself to rock 2021 like no other. Just visit www.sandracoltimadc.com forward slash shop today. So I wanted to tell you this story and it is actually one of the saddest stories of my entertainment career um, only because I wanted to be a VJ on TRL. I wanted to be on MTV. I wanted to be one of those hosts and they have this open call that they were doing and I was so excited and I was, I happened to be in Oregon at the time and I got on a bus and I went all the way down to San Francisco for the audition and I got into the room, like you got bracelets, you stood in all these like long lines. I got in, it was, you know, we, we were standing in like, I don't know, it must've been like 90 degree weather the entire time. And I got in, I thought I did a really good audition. The girl was like, okay, just wait here. And you could hear them like talking in the background. And I was like, oh my God, am I gonna get in? Am I gonna get in? And then they passed. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh, that would have been an amazing opportunity. I was so excited just to be a part of that kind of audition circus, I feel like is the word for it. And at the end of the day, there was this performance and I got to watch Aaliyah perform. And that was such a highlight, such a highlight. And I was so excited at the time. And it, I think it's probably like the first time I ever thought about like grabbing the mic in a way where it was like, I'm going to, you know, shoot my opinion and I'm going to introduce videos and I'm going to da, 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 whatever. Um, and now look at me, I'm a podcaster, right? So <laughs> maybe it was like the impetus for this, but what I'm really getting at was the sad part, not the, the rejection aspect of it, because, you know, there were hundreds of I, I, there was I, there's thousands of people there trying to audition to be an MTV VJ but at the time I had to get back to the bus station and so I had met these people in line and they were like yeah sure we're going there too blah 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 and I was like sweet okay I think they were dropping somebody off and I was in the car with these guys that I had never met in my entire life until that day and they seemed pretty cool why I got in a car with people with strangers you know that's what your mom tells you never to do but whatever you know at the time I was just kind of like carefree got to get back to the, the bus station got in the car it was so hot in that car and all I could think about was my stomach rumbling and having been in the sun all day long I hurled in their car <laughs> totally threw up and felt so bad because I was like peace out I gotta get on the bus now and I just left them with this like a horrible smell in their car and they were like going driving long distance back to wherever they were from too and I was just like oh horrible thing to do <laughs> moral of the story hydrate yourself 
if you're going to be in 90 degree weather because you just never know if, if you might end up throwing up in a stranger's car in that same day. So um, I definitely really wanted that opportunity to be an MTV VJ, but it didn't work out that way. So whatever, it was an experience. And, you know, I hope you like my story. As always on Sweet Bites of Sandra, the podcast, we have a sweet reward for you. So make sure you go to the podcast page on my website, sandracoltsmedizi.com forward slash podcast. Go all the way to scroll down to the bottom and find out exactly what opportunities you can enter to win for the month of April. And I want to know what your April Fool's Day pranks were. I know it's been a few days, but send me an email to info at sandracoltsmedizi.com and tell me if you played a prank on somebody or if somebody played a prank on you because I want to know. Also, make sure to submit your music for uh, my Spotify playlists. I always love hearing your new music and I hope you have a really, really great day. The other thing I wanted to talk about, I have been getting some amazing food from this place called Mess Hall, which is a really, really amazing, amazing restaurant. And I wanted to just say that if you've not visited this restaurant and you're in LA, you should. They have Brussels sprouts. And I hate Brussels sprouts, but they are amazing. I'm going to put some images of Brussels sprouts and what you can do with them from other people's recipes on my website. So make sure you go to the blog, centercultimadisi.com forward slash blog and check out what you can do to Brussels sprouts to make them actually edible. <laughs> and I hope you have a really great day. It's been so much fun having you here with me on this special edition of Sweet Bites to Start of the Podcast, and I'll see you on the next one. Are you looking for a webinar platform that really has your back? For me, I do a lot of webinars and I do a lot of lecturing and speaking and and I really feel like I need something that's simple. I don't need something that's complicated. I want something that's able to take my message, distribute it, have a live option, but also be able to automate. For me, Webinar Ninja does the trick and I definitely highly recommend it for you too. So if you're looking for a webinar platform, check out Webinar Ninja on my software solutions page. Just go to www.sandracoltamedici.com forward slash software dash solutions. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com. Include in the subject line, be a sponsor.